On today's episode, we discuss media criticism, touch on bad movies, and contemplate the philosophical merits of stealth versus Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go there, but that's awesome. <laughs> gonna get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Halftone Takes, high contrast conversations where we zoom out to see the bigger picture. I am one half of the host, Corey Revis, aka Icon Lover 42069, and this <laughs> is my co-host. Uh, I'm the other co-host, uh, Adam Bucheri, aka Weed Lord Vegeta. <laughs> yes, yes. Who we Very all good. knew <laughs> on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, jeez. AOL Instant Messenger. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> the chat, the chat, uh, the chat rooms. The first if chat. If you guys are old enough, the first, the very first chat, chat Genesis. But, yeah. uh, if you haven't figured it out by our... Why uh, would you figure it out? <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea how crazy people are. If you can tell me what the alive. topic of this episode is right now, it's because you've looked at the episode of the podcast and yeah, you, you have a pretty good ed- like educated the, guess. Or you heard like the the preamble that we usually do before right. each podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that we've really sabotaged any opportunity for like surprise or like, well done, listener. You've solved my riddle. Hey. hey. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> I know. That's why I just congratulated. I, I acted like our audience already knew. It's like, <laughs> if you haven't figured it out already, this is where we're going. <laughs> so, yes, we are going there. We are going to the fandom zone. Um, and Fandoms. talking about a little bit of hype in 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 between there. Because uh, recently, and we are not this type of a show we are not this type of a podcast where we just pick the the latest thing that just happened and everything like that and then just talk yeah we're not like that we do do takes um we do do hot takes mostly adam does hot takes (laughs) because adam has the tastiest of hot takes but (laughs) there's one particular one that we've talked about off like off mic and just on regular conversations on the phone and stuff and he called it, and I want to talk about it, because I was like, you know what? Adam's going to love going off about this. And I want to mm-hmm. talk about this little game that, uh, for all of you, first of all, for all of you who know, Adam is a huge horror fan. Love He's a horror. huge horror fan. He, he loves horror video games. Uh, like, he quite literally jacks off to Resident Evil 4 and Resident wow. Evil 7. All the time. (laughs) Look, guys, I gotta tell you, an unconscionable number of loads uh, involve Jack Baker. That's fucking untrue, and I hate the sentence I said, and I hate that you made me say it. You did this to me. Ah, yes. Oh, you would have done it to yourself eventually. No, I actually, Uh, I probably, I can guarantee I never would have said that sentence in my fucking life. And that's why we exist. That's why we exist. <laughs> we, we, anyway. I need to pivot so bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's a little game that came out 
that everybody seemingly is upset about called the Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol, excuse me. Sure. And Adam kind of called this a while ago. He's like, nah, it doesn't look that good. I'm like, come on, man. It's made by the same people that like Dead Space. And you're, oh. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you don't like this. <laughs> it's not that if, I... If I'm saying this, if I'm thinking this right, Adam mm -hmm. thinks that Dead Space is lazy. Ooh. Um... So that's what I keep hearing every time he explain like talks about Dead Space. He's like, ah, I just think it's lazy. I don't think it's, you know, I, I don't think you've ever said that, but I get the idea that you're saying that because of how you talk about the game, where it's like, this game is supposed to scare me, and yet it only does this, this, and this, which only scares you once, and then it it becomes it's it becomes formulaic. And then, and I'm like, oh, okay, I understand that. At least I think that's what you're saying. I, I agree with the thrust of your uh, uh, reinterpretation of my words. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> use the, the term lazy. I think that it's a very high okay. effort, possibly maximum effort. I just think okay. that it has very different values than what I do. Ew, and I think yeah. that what like they think is scary, I don't think is scary. And I would oh, love to get into yeah. the weeds about it, but this is you setting up the the bigger the the larger yeah. picture of the premise. So yeah, let Excuse me know when I can get me. into the weeds because I I can get in the weeds. We might get into the weeds a little later, but right now we're having an overall talk about this kind of stuff because I want to get to the good and bad about fandoms, uh, hype in general, and being uh, fan people. Of things, <laughs> all no, all kinds of things. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about video games. Um, I just, I just laughed at the uh, the gender inclusive term "fan people." I did that on purpose. You <laughs> Rather like that? than <laughs> you like fans, that fans works. <laughs> yes. No, no, it doesn't. I need fan to be identifying be... Americans. Listen up. <laughs> <laughs> For all you Australians, screw all hey. of you. We don't want hey. you here. Fuck off, Aussies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stay on the other stay on the bottom of the earth, why don't you? Oh. Nobody likes you down there. <laughs> stupid. Australia's it's stupid, but cool. It's funny. At least, you know. Yes. If uh, people don't if people think that we're talking serious about being down there, you've got another thing coming. Because I yeah. love Australia. We're down with the down under. We just yeah. saw an I easy target. Yes. I love Echidnas. Knuckles is my favorite character. And so, so. <laughs> That's right. Like how someone is just like, no, you're from America. And like, I know that you guys are huge pieces of shit, but I got to tell you, turkeys are pretty okay. And then I'm like, you are cool. Like we yes, are vibing. Yes. Like we're connecting. No, this is a human turkeys, experience for bears. sure. I think it would be like bears. God, like, we I love, love bears. bears over here. Yeah. Bears are cool, man. Bears are cool. Bears are cool anyway. until you uh, uh, encounter one in the middle of the road <laughs> at night in winter, which oh, happened yeah, to us a couple you years ago. You live in Montana. <laughs> you live on Montana. We yeah. don't get bears up here. There are bears about. Uh, you, you don't get snow days, but sometimes a bear breaks into the school, and so that's how you can get your day off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I always thought that you guys went to school anyway. It's like, there's a bear here. Just don't look it in the eye. Just... Focus yeah. on your tests. Focus on your tests. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, okay. Three topics. Um, three uh, bullet points, I should say. Three mm. bullet points, as we usually do. 
Um, first of all, is what the hell is a fandom in the first place? Right. So um, this is us trying to define like a fairly nebulous concept that like yeah, everyone has a it, gut understanding of, but like, yeah, it straight up is. I, I'm glad you used that word because it straight up is that. And yet people, never mind. We're gonna get into that later. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um. Then the second part is, uh, what's the difference between a fan? And fanboying, or fangirling, sure. or fan peopling, you know, fan and fan fan humans, fan fans, <laughs> fan fans. <laughs> uh, and how can we be better fans without taking our excitement into the fandom zone? And I call the fandom zone as this obnoxious. Everybody's been there. Everybody's been there, and everybody knows uh, places like that that are just horrible obnoxious uh it makes you not want to be not want to like what you yeah. like anymore because if if other fans can make you hate what you like we've got a problem in my opinion so agreed and i also so, do want to say that i really like the idea of the fandom zone which is where yes. superman sends you if you're too dangerous to stay on earth <laughs> yes yeah that's why that's why I made it up. I like that. The <laughs> fandom zone. Um, don't be in the fandom zone. We're gonna talk about that later, but a you know, a general rule is don't go there. Mm -hmm. Don't go to the fandom zone. Because it's really hard to get out at as per like, you know, it's an ultra dimension where it's like we send prisoners to die. Prisoners yeah. of prisoners of fandom to die. <laughs> We all know those people. Don't worry, it's the we moral option. <laughs> yeah. Or something. But anyway, let's go back to the first thing. Um, because obviously I'm asking Adam this because Adam is very articulate in his hate. He has to set up the <laughs> haterade stand. <laughs> and I'm not that it might salty, not be a I promise. Uh, yet. 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 Let's see how yeah, salty we can get. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's gonna be a flip flop. Um, yeah, we you know because that's why I structured these. There's there's part of this conversation that's worth getting tilted over. I'll agree. Oh yeah, yeah. But if we're going towards tilt, we're gonna go towards Adam. If we're going towards <laughs> like, uh, like me and him are the same side of the same person. It's you know he is he is the hate and I am the love and together we create. Half Captain takes. Apathy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something. <laughs> I feel neutrally about this situation. <laughs> I don't feel one way or the other. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, the neutral beings from Futurama. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I I was thinking about the first thing that you uh, reference you mentioned, which is Captain Planet, which I miss. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, yeah. Let's 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 think about this for a second. What would you describe as a fandom? Right. Not a fan, just a fandom. Right, right. A fandom is um let's say let's call it a loose organization. Like it is I think that like the difference between like I am a fan as an individual and being part of a fandom is community. You know, it's about finding a group of like-minded people who all rally around the same kind of things. Uh, 
and therefore you need a space that facilitates that kind of thing. So online spaces obviously are how modern fandoms congregate. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's funny to think of old fandoms, pre-internet days, where it's just like, hey, we've got a Star Wars club. It's an organization and you can put it in your calendar that you could come and visit us and talk about how cool <laughs> Boba Fett is. Um, but like, that's I mean, kind that's how of cons how it were. was. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, not like cons are now, but back in the day, cons weren't as big, but you got the super fans that went because one, you had to pay money half the time and yeah. nobody wanted to even deal with that. I mean, they maybe even liked stuff. But you had to pay money to get into this thing where it was for super fans. And, you know, it was either a big deal or it was a big deal for one reason or another or something like that. It was Mm -hmm. was crazy. Now that's like just mainstream now. But back in the day, it's like, oh, man. For sure. You must really like like Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> and like conventions, yeah, are are kind of the logical extreme of that kind of thing, especially in like pre-internet days. And obviously it carries mm-hmm. on to today, but like I think you can pretty clearly like see a distinction between like I'm a horror movie fan and there's mm-hmm. a you know, uh, a a horror film festival that's going on and I'm going to go down, and I'm going to watch a bunch of weird independent horror movies and it'll be a good time versus I am a fan of Friday the 13th and I love Friday the 13th. Then I buy a bunch of merch and then there's going to be an event and the person who played the original Jason Voorhees mom is going to be there and I'm going to go and I'm going to get something autographed. You know, there's a specificity to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, like the sense of community, like going out and seeking and finding like-minded people who share your kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is always good. It's well, you know what? I shouldn't. It's super always not say that. always good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I was gonna say. It's <laughs> like it's it's not always good, but it is an access point. Let's just say that yeah. it's an it's good to have access. It's not always good to engage. So so um, the 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 second part of that definition is like the fandom is surrounding you know the object of your affection usually a piece Mm -hmm. of entertainment in some way however the fandom itself is also a separate and distinct entity in this equation where it's not just that i love friday the 13th but i love the other people who love friday the 13th and i am now building relationships with these individuals and this community now exists in conversation with friday the 13th as a media franchise but also separately as its own thing and i'm also loyal to that and Mm -hmm. that's part of the equation of like when fandoms go bad because like now we've got an established community. We're all comfortable. We like talking to each other. We have strong opinions. And now the new Friday, the 13th came out. I don't know why I picked Friday the 13th as my example here. It's arbitrary. I mean, yeah. The new Friday, matter. the 13th came out and uh, this one sucks. And because we've got a group of like-minded people who all care about the same things, who are already vocal and connected. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're, we're a pressure cooker and now things can get complicated 
in a weird way. Yeah. So everything uh, can get real, real weird, real quick. Yeah. Because all I automatically thought, oh, because <laughs> I've been this person. I've been here. Well, we've all been here. Mm -hmm. But because uh, you could talk about some of the times you've been there too. But um, and I think I already know one of the examples you might give. But um, I've been there where it's like, oh man, I I love this. Um, everybody. Everybody who, you know, likes this kind of stuff, like that I'm part of the fandom, everybody must love this, right? Nah, bro. No. Everybody, everybody's like, you like this? You call yourself a fan? Yeah, Man, it get, real, out get your ass out of here. <laughs> it real quickly can turn into gatekeeping or, yeah. uh, you know, arbitrary groupthink or... I don't know. There's a lot of unsavory aspects to uh, fandoms, like as organizations, almost. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's a loose organization, but like well, in that it, sense, like, yeah, like many organizations, in my opinion, like they become the bigger they become, the more faulty they're they yeah. like seem to be. I mean, not not like everybody has flaws and stuff like that, but it seems like the they're more pronounced the yeah. mistakes and the you know the thing the bad things about it are the more pronounced they become, um, and it's almost like oh man, you can see this from far away. How do they not realize it? But depending on what you like, depending on what. Uh, who like what the community is, what you're a part of, you may not even realize it until like it's too late to where you become the person that you thought you would never be or something like that. But I have, I mean, like I said, it's, yeah, it's complicated. Like I, I'm not here to provide like, like a cautionary tale. Um, <laughs> no. You know, I'm not here to warn people about it, but like, yeah, there's no way to warn it. You're like, everybody's in one. Like if you like stuff, you're in it. Like, I, see, this is this is kind of the root of our disagreement is that like I okay. consider myself a fan of a lot of things. A lowercase f. Let, let's let's draw that distinction between like a lowercase okay. f fan of just like I'm a person who likes stuff versus a capital F fan, which is someone who engages Defines with the fandom, himself. engages with discourse, like is in this shit. Or maybe um, defines themselves as often. That, that's how they define themselves. Yeah. Often identity issues can get wrapped up into it where yeah. it's just like, it's not just something that I like. This is part of who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this also kind of relates to my general philosophy where it's like, I think that people largely are good, but organizations largely are bad. Like once you start applying structure to stuff then you start getting power dynamics then you start getting like it attracts weird people and then like mm -hmm. that's where like a lot of the stuff starts starts happening so to finish mm, that thought yeah. i'm a lowercase f fan of a lot of things i love horror i love we've already talked about resident evil and bloodborne i am not in the fandoms of any of those things Insofar that like they occasionally cross over into my sphere and I'll see something where it's like, oh, it's a cool piece of fan art or here's some theory crafting speculation on something that's coming up. I, I mean, I don't even really engage with any of that kind of stuff um, like that stuff is is largely OK or like 
uh, you know, like the Bloodborne PlayStation D-Make. Like, super cool project. Mm-hmm. Love following it. Love seeing that. But um, I'm not emotionally invested in any of these things. Not to the degree that, like, I think a capital F fan gets invested. Uh, let's Just to talk mm-hmm. about Resident Evil, because we talked about that already. I am... I would describe myself as a fair weather fan, which is to say I like the games that I like and I don't like the games that I don't like, which seems like the most obvious statement in the world. But mm-hmm. a lot of fandoms, it's an all or nothing bargain where yeah. everything that's wrapped up in it comes with it. And you are a fan of everything or you're not a fan of everything, according to the gatekeepers, which, uh, again, I don't respect. Yeah, it's. You know, I think that Resident Evil Village is like, "Mm, this is kind of middle of the road. It didn't do the things that I wanted it to do. Um, Mm -hmm. That's fine. And like, that's as far as my emotional investment goes in. Like, I wasn't crushed. It didn't destroy me. It didn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, People talking about the Resident Evil 3 remake and they're like, they cut out the clock tower. And (laughs) I'm so angry. This game is way too short. It should be at least 20 minutes longer. And it's just like, I don't understand you weirdos who are like so wrapped up in the exact specifics. You're wrapped up in the set dressing and the aesthetic. Like you want to make sure that they're wearing the hat because the hat is what's important. Um, They they need to say the line, Bart. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't get that feeling. Like, it's just not mm-hmm. part of me. And maybe that's just how I'm built. But no, I can I can categorically say that's not how I'm built because, like, this is something... The, the position that I'm taking is one that has come from experience because I used mm-hmm. to be involved in fandoms and I used to be much more uh, passionate about this stuff and I used to care. And now I'm just like... <laughs> no it's 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 fine it exists as its care, own thing and now i don't <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bleak when you put it like that i used well, to well you started it <laughs> i know i know that's a half-toed take for you guys but you understand the sentiment of like the degree <laughs> like the the yeah the way that people wrap themselves up wrap their identity up in it wrap their you know sometimes their emotional well-being up into not just the the product itself, not just the movie or show or game or book or, or, or what have you, but also about other community members and discourse that's happening in the larger uh, public sphere. You know, uh, if a author of a book gets called out for having something shitty in it, Uh-oh. now they have to... Uh-oh. Leap to the defense. I'm not. Yeah. Look, I could be talking about a half dozen people right now. Yeah. I'm not calling out anyone <laughs> specifically, but people will leap to the defense of a person. And uh, is that healthy? Is that wise? Is that like, do you do you need the... to tie yourself to not just the book that you're a fan of, but the author and everything the author says and everything the author believes and that all needs to get wrapped up into your identity too. And then now you also need to like gatekeep and police other people who say they like the same thing, mm-hmm. whether or not they're as wrapped up in all of this tangential stuff. Like it's, it's just, I'm, I'm not 
quite trying to make a slippery slope argument, but I feel like there's a lot of comorbidity with, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll, I'll call them toxic attitudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, what, and <laughs> what I've just heard, uh, people, uh, who are listening with that whole big thing that Adam just said, what I heard, and this is what I personally was hearing, is it's almost deceptively simple how we should act towards um, the stuff that we like. <laughs> it's almost yeah. deceptively simple of don't take it too far. Don't take it there. Don't, don't take it too seriously. Yeah. I mean, you could, well, even then, you could take things seriously because. That is enough. That's like uh, getting into a little bit of um, what I want to talk about in terms of hype, mm-hmm. um, because I probably feel a little bit differently than you do about hype. Um, Correct. But I think that with the, like it's the age old thing of um, everything in moderation. If yes. you like, and I've I've felt this before because I agree with you. Um, you know, for the most part, uh, entirely of what you said of, yeah, it's, you shouldn't um, wrap yourself into all of these things, especially all like these politics and everything that tends to get so intertwined with something that you're enjoying Mm -hmm. um, or something that you're not enjoying. People can do the opposite too. Um, yeah. They get so mad about so much stuff. And, like, for example, um, with the new Avatar movie that's coming out, Avatar The Way of Water, which... Oh, right. <laughs> everybody is so... Yeah, yeah not, not the other one. Um, although, that's a thing. Yeah, the, I, but, I was like, the live-action Avatar show? I haven't heard any... No, I haven't either. ...meaningful buzz. But, <laughs> there was some casting news, and that's, like, all I've heard. Yeah, they're still working on it, I guess. Hopefully Netflix doesn't, like, can it before it's out, but we'll see. But anyway, like, The Way of Water. I've heard so many people out of nowhere. We, Me and uh, my wife, we went to go see Black Panther 2. Like, enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm. But they showed a big, you know, trailer, obviously, for that movie. Sure. uh, The Way of Water before that. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how many people were groaning out loud in the theater behind us. They were like, they're making another one of these. I can't believe it. Why would they do this? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, hey, audience oh, member oh, oh. attending the theatrical showing of Black Panther, colon, yes. Wakanda Forever. This is the first time you've heard of this? This is a this is news to you? Yeah, and I, t- I turned around and I just went, are you serious? Like, <laughs> I was like, you know, and the, the my first thing is, my first thought is, I'm like, you know you don't have to see this, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, you know you don't have to see it. You, you know you could just ignore it and, you know, just, just not engage with the content. Like, I, yeah, James Cameron is making another movie and, you know, it has cool technology in it and stuff, but you don't, have to see this like you can go about your business and (laughs) just walk away i need to emphasize um just how correct you are 
right now. Um, I and I need like I I want a megaphone and I want to broadcast this from the top of the tallest skyscraper. Hey everyone. Not everything has to be made for you, and that's okay. You're not going to oh, watch man. everything anyways. All of oh, us are going man. to die without watching every movie that we want to watch, without playing yeah. every game we want to play, without reading every book we want to read. There's an infinite amount of content. We're never going to get around to it. The problem is not anything existing. Everything can exist. There's no yep. real problem with something existing Yep. You have to, you already right you have now to have to pick and choose yeah, you everything that pick. you're going to experience. <laughs> and there's more that will ever be able to be consumed by any human in their lifetime. And so it's just not worth getting upset about something that you don't care. Why don't you pick what you like, what you know you are going to enjoy? Yeah. Yes. You can take some chances. Everybody, like, I do agree with this. Everybody should take some chances every once in a while. I'm just like, you know what? That looks pretty cool. I'll see what it's about type yep. thing. You might find something more that you like. But I never, I never got, I, and the, the, I've always been the outsider with this, especially when we were, like, in school. Mm. And we had our friend group and everything. And I know, like... I know this is going to come up again and again. However, I was one of a few black people in our friend group who owned and Stealth on DVD. I still own Stealth on DVD. <laughs> I never gave I never gave it away. <laughs> See, but let's talk about that. No, let's no, no, talk no, no, no. About finish that. your thought. I don't want my stupid bit derail it. <laughs> but I there were so many times I, I stuff came up like that where it's mm. just like I don't, this is not really my thing, but instead of me be, me saying it because I was a candy ass and I would be like, I, I couldn't, I didn't, I wasn't brave enough. I wasn't completely out of my shell yet. I wasn't uh -huh, brave enough uh -huh. to say, you know, I, I don't know if I like this at all because a lot of sure. our, let's admit, a lot of our friend groups love to hate watch stuff. Yes, and correct. I was, and I did not like hate watching things because I was like, why would I want to watch something that I know I'm not going to like? Uh-huh. Like, why couldn't I just watch something else that is cool or something? But everybody was like, no, you have to watch this. It sucks, man. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But I think, I think bad movies could be like a, a whole, a, a complete episode in itself because I think bad movies are really fascinating. Yeah, but bad movie. I'm not talking about bad. Yeah, I'm not talking about bad movies. I'm talking about generally hating what you saw. Like mm. people would go to a movie theater or something, and they see a movie that they looked forward to, which goes with the hype. They hyped it up like crazy, and then they ended up getting let down, and then they bash it forever, and that's all they can talk about. And they get everybody else to talk about it, so they all go watch it again and say, look how bad this is. Look at this. Why Why did they make this? Why did they do this? And I'm like, I feel this is beyond criticism. This is more just, you know, setting up a haterade stand of, this is what yeah. I'm selling to you. If you don't like it, then you must not like media. You must not like this art. This you are not part of the fandom. You don't know good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here we go. 
here we go. <laughs> so, so this kind of correlates with like the idea of what you're getting out of the experience. And I think mm-hmm. that generally, like, yeah, if you go into something with the intention of not liking it, like, yeah, you're probably going to succeed. First of all, like, uh, mm-hmm. whatever your your expectations and and going in, like, yeah, the the media obviously matters, but like the attitude that you bring to it also matters. The expectation yes. that you bring to it, what you want to get out of it, uh, uh, matters in that regard. But also, like, there are ways to do it, uh, quote unquote, responsibly. So, for example, I like to talk about how, and I think, like, you might have been, like, slyly referring to this. In college, um, uh, Twilight was still kind of big, and I... Oh, I wasn't even referring to this at all. I didn't even think about this, but now I think but, about but it. But in college, <laughs> like, we, we did, like, uh, I don't know if you were involved in it. I think it might have been... I was involved in some of this. Yeah. I was involved in some of this. I don't remember if they, were, <laughs> was, they happened in private dorms or if they were part of Brad's Bad Movie Club. Um, um, no, it wasn't part of that. It was in private dorms. Okay. I remember this because I was bullied into watching some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. Uh, but like I watched, I want to say two or three of them. I think just mm-hmm. two. And, you know, watching it, I came out of it and I'm just like, not for me, not my audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine getting so invested in these characters and these relationships that I wear a t-shirt pledging allegiance to one of these two dipshits. Um, team Edward or team, what is it, Colin? Jacob. Jake, yeah. See, I forgot. Yeah. It's been so long. Um, Yeah, I can't, like, I, I, I can't imagine, like, getting that mm-hmm. invested. But also that's because, like, specific to my, uh, uh, like, Your love taste. triangles just don't appeal to me flatly. Oh, yeah, I, um, I, Oh, we've had multiple conversations about this. Yeah. But uh But more than that. I'm not a big fan of it either. So <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff either. So yeah. uh but more than that, like uh I I came out of the movie theater and I'm like, not completely meritless. Like the first mm-hmm. film looks kind of okay. Some of it's goofy as hell. Vampire baseball's fun. I like the wall of graduation caps because they just keep going to high school over and over forever because they're teen vampires. And that's like an interesting and fun twist on it. Like Mm -hmm. there's some stuff to like here, even if it's not for me. And I feel like that's a fairly healthy attitude to to bring to something. Like I'm still evaluating art. I'm still treating it seriously. See, and I see, I like that. Here's the thing. (laughs) I love that you said that because I've been trying to get you to say that for years. (laughs) That's how I always act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I own stealth. <laughs> because I was like, I thought it was I because it you got two... it, someone got it to you as a gift, and I just thought no, it was very no, funny. I, I, I bought it for like four bucks. <laughs> it is on DVD. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. you know what? This movie is fun. And I watched, <laughs> and I'm like, I I watched it. And I'm like, you know what? This movie's dumb, but I do like how they did that. And I do like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Held the I'm record big... for the largest explosion on film for a while. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, really? really? But at the same time, I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I thought the ending was pretty awesome. I- I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> but I'm still, but by no means is that movie like, oh my goodness, this is perfect. Well, they killed Jamie Foxx. 
which was the best character in the movie. Fucking and he didn't spoiler. Even... Spoilers oh, for stealth. Please. That, that should not have been a spoiler if you know how movies are made. Because he is the only black person in the core, in the core, uh, you know, mm-hmm. gamut of characters. Of course he's going to die. And he's going to die spectacularly. And that kind of makes it worse, in my opinion. But anyway. I mean, would you rather a deep blue sea situation? Oh, man. That's a good, qu- that's a good question. Ooh. Ooh. That's actually a really good question. <laughs> would I rather that or would I rather this? Ah, uh, I don't want to answer that. I don't. I actually don't want to answer that because I'm like I don't want to. I don't want to sit on one side of the Guys, fence or the other. Guys, we found a question that was too hot for Corey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jamie Fox or Deep Blue Sea, Explosion or Deep Blue Sea? I should say. Oh, man. I mean, that was kind of cool how we went out, but at the same time... <laughs> okay, Corey, like, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we won't. Well, I mean, okay. He's um, taking it like, so seriously. Um, see, and that, but that's the thing is, because you said that, I was like, am I really taking it seriously? Not really. I'm not going to... Because this, I would make the same comparison to something that we have argued with forever mm-hmm. is... The, with the prequels, with the Star Wars prequels, yeah. Clone Wars is my favorite. It's still my favorite. It's unwatchable. <laughs> it, see? Yep. It's unwatchable to you, but I have so much fun to this day. To this day to with this that movie. Day. And I I can tell you why, but it won't, it won't matter. It's one of those things where it won't matter, but at the same time, it's not like, oh, I will defend this forever. No, I'm just having fun. If you don't want to watch sure, it, you don't sure, have sure. to. So, th- so but that's, this, the, that's the attitude. That's what I mean. So. so this correlates to, and I've been trying, like, at least since college and probably before, I've been trying to, like, solve the riddle of how to talk about bad movies. And <laughs> uh, in college, I had a theory called the movie clock, which was like, okay, you, you have a circle and, mm-hmm. like, there's the stations of the clock around it. And at, like, one o'clock... It's like, these are genuinely good movies. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it goes down, and at 6 o'clock, it's like, this is the the where bad movies live. Like, stuff that you don't mm-hmm. want to watch. But then it can go back up again. It's like, ah, but now at 11 o'clock, it's so bad, it shot the moon, and it's, and it's back up around. <laughs> okay. And first of all, that was just like a two... Two chart axis like plot graph. Yeah, that I, was I didn't know to say, how to isn't express. That a pl- yeah, isn't that like a? Isn't that like a chart? Is a really bad. In hindsight, it was a really bad way to try to talk about it. So now, like the current vocabulary that I have, that I've talked about before, is I've got uh, a four point question. Uh, yeah. Questionnaire, which uh, this is influenced by CJ the X's excellent uh, art critique videos. So question one. What was the artist trying to accomplish? Question two, did they accomplish it? Question three, was it worth accomplishing? Question four, did I personally vibe with it? And what you're talking about, and I think this is something that like is just generally true for you, is you put a lot of weight on, did I vibe with it? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, to be fair, I think all of us put weights on different things. There is no... Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody, unless you're a robot, or you you're an alien or something, you 
everybody puts weight on different things more than others. Yeah, different currencies um, spend that, differently. Yes, I 100% put it more into vibe because I feel, and I've told this to probably you and a whole bunch of other people, don't talk to me about what I, what I should and shouldn't like. I'm the one spending the money. Unless yep. you're buying it for me, I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing from you. So, yeah, I I put, like me personally, I'm not saying everybody does this. I'm not everybody, saying everybody should do this. But I do say, hey, if it looks cool to me or something like that, oh, I'm feeling this. Yeah, that's why I have so many movies that I may not completely like, mm-hmm. but I I find something in it that is that is valuable to me enough where yeah. I own it. And I, you know, I used to be that guy who would go out and be like hard copy everything, hard copy everything, hard copy everything. Yeah, yeah. You really even like the I, physical even if it's, media. Yeah, and I and I still do, but I am way more choosy now. Um I'm way more choosy because like my ah uh, my value has gone up basically, if that makes any sense. The mm-hmm. bar has been raised a lot. Um, and that's something I kind of got from you a lot, too, where it's like the bar raises... Like, you, your bar was way up here, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should start moving my way up a little bit, because otherwise, if I'm sitting down here, I'm spending a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of, you know, feelings on stuff that probably sh- doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Um, as, you know. Or at least as much as... You would think, and this, and I guess this circling back to like, um, like what is a fan versus you know in you know uh, lowercase fan with a you know uppercase fan yeah type thing of I because I never felt that way either that much um I like I used to be like ride or die on many many um not many many but uh quite a few fandoms out there mm. some that i just kind of fell off and others i was like okay i need to just calm down because i don't actually care that much yeah um like some sometimes and i think the internet has kind of obviously made it worse because people can literally say whatever at least when you went hard in the paint in real life there was the potential of getting punched but now <laughs> it's just like you know People talk so much. They talk so much shit, like behind the screen, and I think that yeah. can definitely uh, promote almost like the toxicity and the gatekeeping yeah. and stuff like that. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, uh, fan of shouting gatekeepers down. I'm a huge, <laughs> yeah, like, gatekeepers fan of are doing unwelcome. That, uh, that is. Because otherwise, I wouldn't be welcome, like, for me personally, I wouldn't be welcome into certain things if it was for that reason. I'm pretty sure you you wouldn't, like, not necessarily you wouldn't be either, but you wouldn't be so adamant about certain things that you like if it was, if it wasn't for that type thing, type of thing. Like, if you saw so many people like, oh, he's a real one, like, if they were just speaking directly to you, like, oh, you're a real one, you're not like these people over here. Yeah. That are just fair weather people like that immediately turns me off a so, lot. So, so like uh, an argument that I like, I really hate the argument of just like, ah, well, you know, that we've created an in group and an out group. 
but you're part of the in-group, so, like, you're cool oh, yeah, with this. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm fucking not. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm part of the in-group. I don't like that there is an in-group and there shouldn't be. Like, I mean, so, like, let's let's maybe start bringing up more specific problems with fandoms because, like, I, I've oh, certainly okay. got well, specific we're in, examples. We're in, that, we're, we're in that space right now, so. Great. Yeah. Uh, so like <laughs> Here we Dark go. Souls, uh, you know the From Software games are very oh special to me. Oh boy! Um, yeah, the the Souls community, I okay. Let's let's say that I was uh, nebulously part of that fandom for a while, specifically mm-hmm. around Dark Souls One, like towards the release of Dark Souls Two. Mm-hmm. And my overall vibe from that community at that time was like, hey shit sucks, we're all in this together, and we gotta be, like, supportive and, like, mm-hmm. affirmative. And I was just like, yeah, like, I really, I, I dig the positive vibes that are going around here. Uh, mm. And then the Get Good crowd started getting traction, and then Dark yeah. Souls 2 came out, and people were like, ah, finally. Dog shit. Now I can really <laughs> be, <laughs> be can unleashed. <laughs> yeah, it's now just like, I can go in. I, why like what what why are you so wrapped up in this and there's people yeah. who still dunk on dark souls 2 like get mad about dark souls 2 oh, to this people day. still dunk on it to and this day like, and I, don't I don't even know why first of all that game is good comma actually but <laughs> uh second of all why are you why do you care so much why are you so wrapped up in this this is weird to me i don't understand your yeah. emotional investment in the fact of its badness and the requirement to spread the word, to, to, <laughs> to promote awareness about the inadequacy of a sequel to a video game. Like, See, and fucking wild that, to me. Yeah, and you know what? That makes a good point that I see a lot mm. is I can understand a little, even a little bit, if you're trying to promote, not, not even a little bit. I'm going to, no, screw that. I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to say I can understand wholeheartedly if you're trying to promote positivity and saying, oh, this is great. Oh, I had so much fun with this or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. But people are negative about that kind of stuff. Yeah, they, they do like, no, this sucks. You need to say you need to. I need to hear you say it. This I need sucks. you to apologize to me for liking <laughs> it. Yes. Uh, and if you don't, then you don't deserve to be here. You don't even deserve to talk to me. Why am I talking to you? Get out of my face, loser. And, and, Go and this get is, good. It's Yeah, the problem is that you're just bad at it. Like, yeah. that's the real issue. I've heard that so many times. Fuck right off. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you're just bad. I guess you're just bad. Oh, let, let me bring in a, an example for me. Um, mm. because you were talking about Dark Souls. Well, well and... let, let me let me kind of finish up uh, okay, a, gonna, a previous okay, point. Uh, yeah, you finish quick. up. Like, yeah, specifically with Dark Souls. Because yeah. I, while I just said that, and I'm like, get over yourselves, you're being ridiculous. I'm on the record as not liking Dark Souls 3 or Sekiro very much. Mm-hmm. And I've spent a lot of words, like, complaining <laughs> about those. And I'm not free from sin, and I'm not going to pretend like I am. But uh, the difference is that, like, I really go into concrete specifics about why I don't like it and why mm. I feel this is a problem. I think Sekiro 
like a big part of the appeal of the Dark Souls games is flexibility and allowing you to approach different situations. And in contrast, Sekiro is very prescriptive. You only really have one way to do it correctly. And then the the tools that you have require a special resource, which requires farming and why just have them respawn with you. Like all these little things that I think are mm-hmm. meaningful critique. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like those are valid things to talk about. And Mm -hmm. if I feel like, you know, I'm comparing it to the whole catalog and I'm talking about, like, what parts work for me and what parts don't. Like, there certainly are elements of that to people who complain about Dark Souls 2. People who are very concerned about game feel, you know, talk about how it feels off or like, ah, this level design and this flow doesn't work for me. But, But, like, there's just a really big difference between this doesn't work for me and I hated this and I need to prove that it's bad to you. Again, like yeah. there's an emotional component and like a, a, a feeling of like righteous anger that mm-hmm. like is like, this is too far. You're taking this. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And it's... I, like, I want to take media seriously. I want to take it seriously on its own terms. You're taking it seriously in the wrong way. You're taking it seriously. Well, taking it personally. Yeah. You're, you're taking you, you it. You act like you made it. Like, <laughs> oh. like, you know, when somebody like says, um, this is not my thing. They're like shitting in your mouth or something like that like <laughs> how dare you how dare you say that to me yeah ridiculous. somebody who likes this who's a real fan like i'm like and what what does that even mean real fan what does that mean like it's there's different nothing. levels to everything yeah it, it, there's different levels to everything it's it doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of things and yet because i get it some media matters more to others than like to some than to others. Yeah. That's going to happen. That's why there's so much that exists. But there's no reason to tie your soul to something and be like, if this dies, I die. <laughs> and then go down with the ship. Or something like that. For or, sure. If this gets elevated, then I am a god. Then that means that <laughs> like I've succeeded. <laughs> That's an accomplishment. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> I personally I made it. it. Yeah. I like yeah. the good thing. <laughs> we made it <laughs> type thing i was like i don't like that attitude at all because like i said that that a lot of that has gatekeeping like yeah you know you know issues and stuff like that but a lot of that it's just it doesn't for me i don't like that kind of an attitude i've never liked i never liked first of all i never liked I'm I'm not a huge fan at all of like labels and categories and stuff anyway that yeah. people like to put themselves in. I hate that shit. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. Um so you know, something that people start to you know, categorize. When I hear when I feel that you're trying to categorize you know, certain things about what you like. It could be movies, video games, TV, whatever, yeah. books. It, it could be a music People do that with music all the time, sure. and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't like this attitude of trying to exclude some and others based on what based on what you think should be good. Even high level criti- I learned this years ago. Mm-hmm. Even high level uh, critics, like movie critics and stuff, I still take with a grain of salt. Because oh, they yeah. may know what they're talking about and all that kind of stuff, but you could very well miss out on something that you personally love. I.e., example for me, the biggest example, 
Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Oh, what a great movie. I love that shit. Yep. And I remember one of my favorite um, media critics, um, movie guys. Mm. I, I still watch them to this day because they're still j- enjoyable. But I will. But that I, I had to learn that you're going to you should still take everybody's stuff with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, it's going to be their own, their opinion. It's not they're not speaking for everybody. Yeah. It's going to be their opinion because I saw that movie um before I watched their review on it and I loved it. I was like this is what I wanted. This is this should be if back then Netflix was relatively still new and you still had yeah. to get them from like a red box thing. Yeah. But I was like give me them if discs Netflix Yeah, if Netflix the mail. ever made <laughs> yeah. like a pervert <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but <laughs> I remember saying, I was like, if they made a TV show, like a live action TV show like mm. this, this is perfect. This is the comic. Yeah. And they, they went hard on it. They're like, this is not like the first one. This, this is dumb. This is so childish and everything. And I was like, I immediately got turned off and I was like, how could you guys? And then I had to step back and say, you know what? I'm still going to like this. And nobody can say totally. Any- nobody can. Yeah, nobody can do anything about it. So, so let's it's- camp out on on that real quick, because like what you're describing, I think, is a really common phenomena where mm-hmm. you uh, in that moment. You're like, talking about for me personally or just in general yeah, for like you just personally every, like, in that moment. Oh, okay. You had these media critics who you respected and liked and felt like some kind of connection with them. And then suddenly there was a disconnect. And that mm-hmm. schism, like, caused you, I mean, what you just described is like a, a kind of like mental, like, distress where you're just like, how do I reconcile these two oh, incompatible yeah, yeah. ideas? I mean, I was super young back then, too, when, I, when that yeah. happened. Well, not super young, but I was young enough where I was still developing, for oh, yeah. lack of a better term. And I was we're, like, I'm still I developing. Like, yeah, we're all still developing. We will learn until we die, and then we will learn to die. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> badass. Um, <laughs> badass. I'm going to learn to die how I learned to be born. <laughs> <laughs> Has some troubling implications. <laughs> yes. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, go. I'm sorry, I interrupted you with just how it's uh, how I was like young and still going through it and still trying to learn to make a healthy disconnect. Yeah, you don't have to completely. Uh, I mean, you know what? I shouldn't even say that too because sometimes it is the healthy thing to do to step back and say, you know what? And this comes with more personal. This comes with personal taste and personal lines and whatnot. There are certain things that are like unforgivable. Um, and then there are certain things that are like, you know what? I'm not about that, but I still like the art type thing. And that that's sure. just something that's going to have to be personal for everybody. Everybody's yep. going to have that thing. Um, but this is very light in terms of that, where I just had to step back and say, you know what? I'm just going to have to disagree with these guys. And that's going to happen. It's, yeah. it's it, ha- it, it has happened. It has happened with a lot of stuff, not just them. Um, like I said, I still I still like to watch them, but at the same time, I am comfortable 
and not embarrassed anymore by stepping back and saying, you know what, I'm going to take a break from these guys. I'm not really feeling what they're talking about right now. I'll come back later or whatever. Yeah. And and, and so, I mean, yeah. something that we neglected to talk about because we t- were so focused on entertainment, but like you also hmm. totally like fandoms exist around people as well. Oh, uh, fandoms totally do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you are really wrapped up in someone who you care about, who you're invested in, and then they say some dumb shit or they have an opinion that you don't agree with, even if it's just something simple man. like, you know, Hellboy, the Golden Army, not yeah. being a badass movie, which it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, like it could you can feel that disconnect because it's easy for us to develop you know parasocial bonds. relationships or like it's, these it, kind of bonds. bonds yeah yep because we do we, it naturally if we allow Everybody ourselves to get wrapped it. up yeah. in stuff yeah it can be easy for us to be like going with the flow and not even realize it like to get caught mm-hmm. up in the current until something snaps you out of it and then you're just like wait a second, am I being a rational actor here? Why am I upset that mm. Noah Caldwell Gervais thinks that Bioshock is infinite is really great when that's the only bad opinion that he has and all of his other opinions are really good? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like the one, like I disagree with him on like two opinions, but like. Well, also that is you incarnate. Like, that, He's that so guy, great. I love him. I know, I know that is totally you. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that he was a bad guy, but he is very, <laughs> for me, he is very monotone, and he he's great to look. Like, if I had to, li- if he was teaching a class, like a graduate oh, class, yeah. and he was putting that out, and I was like, this is really well information. Let me mm-hmm. write notes down and everything. But after a while, I'm like. I have watched every one of his videos at least twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. I say the same thing about um, um, Tim Rogers. I love Tim Rogers. And his stuff. But Tim Rogers is my dude. He cracks me up because that's how I like to engage with audiences and stuff. He's very informative, but he is so – it's just his delivery, which, cr- which yeah, is crazy. It's incredible. Me. He throws in a lot of jokes – He's, you know, he's been a like a, you know, um, an online journalist for years. You can tell, and he's had his own yeah. kind of stick that he does, and I appreciate that because it's a stick that is based, in my opinion, in positivity. And I think one of the biggest things where I saw that shine is when he talked about um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because okay. he j- he didn't like that movie. I mean, that game. He didn't like that game. Yet he had stuff to say about it that wasn't like he had ten hours under- worth of stuff to say oh, about man. it. Man, yeah, but it wasn't ten hours of hate. No, that's the, certainly that's, not. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. I think that's beautiful, in my opinion. Yeah. And like I said, um, the other guy Noah, great, but he makes me fall asleep <laughs> because he's like, well, and then I'll tell you thing, uh, and then the colors, <laughs> and then this one, you know, and then we go love without. And then there's a long pause. The problem is that this boss in Resident Evil Code Veronica <laughs> X doesn't give you proper checkpointing. And I'm like, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you sniff that, sniff it, and it's like, yeah, that's my, that's my kind of shit. Yeah, the checkpointing <laughs> is weird. 
Yeah, I do yeah, hate yeah. that metal detector puzzle. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, what? What? What happened? Where, where are we in this video? Where are we? And then not, I turn I'm to you and I'm like, Noah. Corey, you've been asleep for seven hours. <laughs> He's still going, still going for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hating on Noah. I, I actually really like how he like his um, observations and his videos and stuff. It's just I've learned that for me personally, though I like the guy, I'm not a big fan of his video style, his video essay style. Yeah. I like more of a Tim Rogers. It's the same way with uh, what's her name? Oh, we were talking about this like years ago. But what's her name? Who does a lot of? Um, she used to do a lot of Transformers uh, videos. Lindsay Ellis. You, Lindsay Ellis. Who I am still I, pissed about her fucking non-controversy of a cancellation oh yeah 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 i i saw that and i was i agree with that actually i was like really no really guys but at the same time i will say i'm i watched a couple of her things i tried to get into her but she's way too robotic for me it's way too ro like way too much of like an analyst of because i watched the bright video i remember this yep. years ago yep, yep. and while i agree 100 with her because I watched that movie myself, too, and I was disappointed because I'm like, I felt like I could do this better. And when I usually yeah. feel that way, I'm not saying I'm an expert or anything, but I love urban fantasy. I mm. love the hell out of it. And I was like, guys, this feels so, one, lackluster, two, unfinished, <laughs> three, you guys could have done better with the... Yeah, it was very confusing. And it was, I'm just like, oh man, I am so disappointed in this. But I, but she was on another level of disappointed where I was like, okay, I get it. I, I kind of get it. But at the same time, then I watched her Hunchback of Notre Dame video and I was like, see more of this, El, more of this, because I could feel the passion coming out of this, but it's, that's not with her, with a lot of her other, most of her other videos. And I'm like, <laughs> eh. So for other videos me. you're trying to watch it, it's just like, it feels like I'm talking to a bird. It does feel like I'm talking to a bird. <laughs> oh, so, I love that movie so much, but so many tonal issues. But anyway, I mean, that, and, but that's the thing is, do I, do we just, are we such fans? Are you such a fan of Noah that if he said, not saying that this is going to happen, but if he said some off shit. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't be like, oh, I love him too much. I can't believe is or would you be like, hmm? I what's mean, going on there, buddy. <laughs> I I like to think that there's no one who I'm so attached to that I will carry water for them if they uh decide to to say some real garbage horseshit. You know, uh, if they decide like, ah. I mean, if you are that if you're that way, dude, congratulations to you because that's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I, I can't hard. think of anyone who. But that I mean, but that also comes with the idea of what we were talking about before. We'll go into a little bit of this, but uh, of hype of you don't let yourself get hyped like at all, though. So, yeah, like about really anything. Uh, that's that's mm, OK. So, like, I again, I, I feel I'm like I'm just speaking from what you've taught. You're telling me I'm just speaking yeah, from what yeah. you've told me. So, so the. Uh, the philosophy that I have, uh, and the specific turn of phrase comes from Gary Butterfield of the Duckfeed podcast network, which I'm a fan of. Um, but just like kill the hype inside you, 
Like, <laughs> it does nothing <laughs> worthwhile. Like, it is not a useful thing to have. It's not... It, the most that you will ever get from hype is that it met your expectations. And anything mm-hmm. less than that is going to be rough. Or you're going to have that thing where it's just like, ah, I'm in the Star Wars fandom and they just put out Attack of the Clones, which I don't like. But mm-hmm. I, it's, this is like, I should like it. Am I wrong for not liking it? Other people say they like it. Like it creates mm-hmm. really unnecessary, complicated feelings when it can just be, I don't know, like, don't go into that movie hyping yourself up. Don't be going into mm-hmm. it with expectations. Just let it happen and then see how you feel about it. It seems, again, like brain dead obvious, but like mm-hmm. it, that that's really the way to do it. To loop back around to the beginning, look at this. Hey, I'm doing a callback to something we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Uh-oh. Rather than just absolutely <laughs> forgetting to ever address it again. Uh <laughs> But so I write shit down, man. You mentioned the Callisto <laughs> Protocol, which uh, uh-huh. at, at the time of our recording has come out this week. And yes. It's getting middle-of-the-road reviews. Yeah. And the that's not a problem. Like, for me, like, of course I'm excited about survival horrors, AAA renaissance, where it's like there's four or five big-budget horror mm-hmm. games coming out in a relatively short time span. And that's cool. That's exciting as a fan. If one of them isn't amazing, that's fine. I'm not that invested in it, mm-hmm. but like there was a lot of buzz around it. I think there was a lot of hype, uh, more specifically around the people involved because it's from the creators yeah. of dead space. So like there are associations and expectations rather than just like this thing existing in a vacuum. Yeah. And uh, the fact that people feel betrayed by it only mm-hmm. being okay, like, is that you having a rational reaction to a piece of media? Or yeah. is this more closely related to the fact that an enormous, well-funded marketing machine conspired yeah. to make you excited about a product without necessarily being an accurate representation of what you were getting in for. And it's mm-hmm. just like saying it didn't live up to the hype sounds better and maybe feels better emotionally than like the advertising work that I got real caught up in it. It is just I like, mean, yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm 75% there with you in terms of how you feel about hype because i i i i get it i get what you're saying but at the same time i don't feel the same way as how hype is supposed to work because i basically equate hype to expectations um yeah because then because for me personally like i said and i know a lot of other people do this and it, and it don't feel shamed that you are like this either is you get excited about stuff. You're supposed to. I'm I, I feel like you're supposed to. Now, there's a there's a thing we can we we have talked about this in like another episode, like our marketing episode, about getting fooled, <laughs> because that's what marketing kinda is. It's not necessarily tricking you, 
but at the same time is tricking you into investing in something. It, it could be anything, but it could it's in, it's investing your time, your money, your feelings sometimes yeah. into something. Um, but I don't consider that it's not always a bad thing because if that didn't exist, how would we like new stuff? Yeah. How would we... The like, problem of discoverability. I, yeah, because I, I I'll tell you right now, and lo we're looping back to how I... Uh, what I was talking about beforehand is I ain't if if it's something I'm not interested in you can't get me to you know talk bad about it or go invest in it because mm -hmm. I'm paying my money I'm paying my time or whatever it is whatever it is it could be yeah. anything into even attention that, yeah yeah attention so you know if a marketing thing and here's the thing and this is like a balancing act this is the whole balancing act with fandoms and hype and expectations in general is you can get excited about something but when you walk into it your excitement has to be tailored yeah it can't blow i like you like when it for example with um black panther black panther 2 we'll, we'll use a recent example uh -huh. that i just got went to a movie see. that i have not yet seen yeah um but uh or or well well, we'll talk about Black Panther first. But, yeah, I went into that. I was like, okay. I know I'm going to like this. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to like this. It's just a level of how much am I going to like this. And I brought it back down because I was excited. But I brought it back down to I'm still watching a movie. I'm yep. still watching an experiment. A Marvel experiment. Because this is never this kind of thing has never really happened before. Usually they recast yeah. and move on, but they're like, no, we're going to run with this. And that's risky on multiple levels. And I'm like, agreed. Okay, let's see how this goes. Cause that's, I used to type that all the time for years. And then I, I don't know why I still don't. I probably, you know, forgot. Cause that's definitely me. I probably forgot. But I used to type this every time I would sit in a theater. Um, Cause I would go to the movies by myself. I don't give a shit. But, it's a good time. Um, go to the movies yeah, by yourself. I, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, I oh man, I did it so much. But I would go down and I would put in my Facebook profile, okay, let's see how this goes. Like I would pin where I am and mm -hmm. see I'm watching this. I'm like, let's see how this goes. That was my mantra. That's still my mantra of like, we'll see how this goes. I'm excited. We'll yeah. see how it is. We'll see. And that is a level I, I tailored my hype. It's not through the roof. I would never, as much as I like some things and whatnot, I would never dress up, go to a movie, dress up, and mm -hmm. you know, and cosplay or something like that. I think that's a little too much. <laughs> not not hating the people that do that. If you like that, some people love to cosplay and they're good at it. Yeah, go go ahead and do your thing. But for me, that is a level of hype that I can't I can't get to. Because I'm like, nah, I'm not going to spend all that work and all that time just to go in and then be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why would I do that? I, I want to go in and have myself a good time, not be sweaty and and upset when I come out. It's like, why did I wear all this? Um, so so my version of that was when I was, uh, uh, I, I was still a teen at the time, but the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie was coming out. And so Ooh, me and a couple of friends... That. We're just like, oh, it'd be fun. Let's let's bring towels because towels, you know, we'll bring towels yeah. to the movie. And then we did. And we were like, haha, look at we've got towels. 
And then we went in and watched a, in a, a thoroughly mediocre movie with an excellent yep. cast, admittedly. Um, yep, it was a solid C. It's a <laughs> real <laughs> middle of the road, just like, is mm, solid doesn't, doesn't really capture what's special about the thing. And then I had to yeah. walk out of the movie theater with a fucking towel, and I was just like... <laughs> God damn it. The shame. The, the walk of shame. Because <laughs> you know people were looking at you like, see, I bet you they, they it was like, I wonder if they loved it. Yeah. Or they hated. They don't look very happy. Oh, man. Type thing. But, but yeah. But like people who I mean, go to, you, you know, Star Wars movies, which, which are, you know, the perennial example, because those fans are so outsized. You know, the pre- there's the prequels definitely people. lost their minds. Yeah, the which, prequels which, definitely brought that out a lot. Yeah, like there, yeah. there's footage of people going to the prequel movies and the movie starting, and they're literally like dressed up in costume on their knees, weeping tears of joy, and it's just yeah. like, guys. I, I mean, I under you, yeah, this is the Phantom it's Menace. A movie. I don't know yeah, what to tell it's you. It's a movie, guys. Well, it's not. No, this that's hindsight though. That is hindsight is twenty twenty. Right there, in the moment, still doesn't necessarily hit, though, because I'm like, that is, I understand liking things a lot. Believe me. Believe Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. We're both that way. Like, I'll tell you right now, Avatar The Last Airbender is the bee's knees. It's a special show. Almost all of it. all, All of it is so special. Like, you hit it right on the head. I am not going to go to somewhere and weep or see like Mm -mm. if they even if they get it right even if it's like an eight and nine out of ten like even if it's that like the live action thing that netflix is doing even if they do it right i'm still not gonna be like oh i finally did it i should die in peace for my eyes have seen (laughs) salvation at last i can depart from this mortal coil (laughs) i'm not going to do that guys just because I say that, now hear me. When I say that, it's no disrespect to the media itself or the fact that you like it a certain way. Because totally. this is just how I work like it. And we were there since the beginning. I remember the second season coming out and we were in, what, freshman or uh, like sophomore year of yeah. college uh, I or think, something? I think sophomore. It was in the prime. Yeah. And we were animation students Animation students watching fucking uh, the season two finale, like, live as it aired, was hype as fuck, boy. What? (laughs) Like, that was an amazing time. Uh, I use hype in the, like, like, oh, it was exciting and cool to be, because it was good. We weren't doing, I don't know, uh, trying to draw a distinction between the different uses of the word hype there. Well, here's the thing is... Everybody got what when you did it. Everybody got it. I know. At least I got it. If if nobody else got it, then why are you listening to us? <laughs> this happens all the time. I just like. But anyway, there's part of it where I feel like if I can be articulate enough, I won't be labeled as a hypocrite for my obviously hypocritical views, and also just like, <laughs> uh, you know, trying to draw the distinction between like being a good media critic and also I just like some things, which is that, to hard, me, bro. To me, that is being a good uh, media critic because we're all not going to get right, like everything right. Excuse me. We're all not going to get everything right. Mm-hmm. Even if you're the smartest movie critic. And you know how many criticisms of Roger Ebert and 
whatever it is, oh, yeah. you know, Siskel. those guys get, you know how many criticisms they get just by being, I think they're themselves. And a lot of people are like that. They are very intelligent when it comes to the media that they, you know, analyze and do all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's, to me, it's how you say it, the tone you say it in, and um, how you really feel. Because you cannot give me your, like, objective opinion without throwing the subjective in there because I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to, like, yeah. I could read like, and that's the thing is, I can read the instruction manual or whatever. Totally. <laughs> you know, a, a review or something from an actual, like, person. No, tell me how you feel about the movie. I mean, yeah. about the, you know, about the movie or whatever. Because guess what? This is how you, this is how fandoms can actually be a good thing is if you're that way, if you are, I don't want to say pillar because that sounds weird, but... If you are a prominent member or something like that, but you're also a nice person, then people are going to be like, you know, they're going to listen to you a lot more often or whatever, or, you know, take your opinion into account a lot more often. And then you can say, hey, because I always listen to um, critics of any kind on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, I always listen to a little thing that they kind of either say or lead to that would endear me to them. Is sure. I this is my this is how I feel about this. This is my opinion type thing. They may not say that, but there's like this is kind of where I'm coming from. Okay, and yeah. if you're coming from the same angle, then you're probably not going to like it. You're probably going to like this, but if you know you're coming from this angle, then you might you know find this. You might like this or might not. If um years ago when I wanted to do movie reviews and stuff because I thought that was a cool idea. I always had a thing uh, that I would say after every uh, – no, no. I said this when I was on the radio. What am I talking about? I remember this. Um, is when I would do kind of review stuff like that and I would say, okay, this is how I, I, I gave my lowdown on you know all this information about the movie because I'm talking about movies and stuff. And this is how I feel about it. Now, if you are fans of XYZ – you'll probably enjoy this movie. Sure. If you are not fans of those, you're probably not going to like it. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. But if you are fans of these similar things to this, you're probably going to end up liking it. And I thought that was fair because mm-hmm. then people would look, have other examples and be like, you know what? I like that. Or I'm not a fan of any of those movies. So I'm probably not going to like this. And it was no harm, no foul. It was like, yeah, yeah Sure. That's fine. I'm not going to bash you for th- for not liking the new Superman movie. Because, you know, it's a thing. Like, there's so many different... Superman's an old character. You know how many versions of them are out there? Oh, yeah. Batman is an old character. Like, people are looking at, like, the new Batman movie, The Batman, and they're like, oh, best, best Batman ever. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. This sure. is like... Batman Year One. They basically started over, but this is fine. I like, I like, I like this version. I, I use an, another example, going back to superheroes, um, like the new Superman, uh, uh, show. Like there's Superman a new Superman and Lois. Show? Uh, yeah, Superman and Lois. Oh, I think right. it is the CW show. Yeah, I think it's like the best version in years. Oh, 
but you know nice to hear like yeah i, I think um going back to animation um do you remember that movie all-star superman i've read all-star superman i've never seen the animated adaptation is yeah it the, the animated thing is very good yeah. i love all-star superman um i think that's yeah. one of the best animated versions in a very long time and it felt like all-star superman and i was like this is how you do superman right All here this is my but that's the thing is I, what i just said is sure is exactly what i'm talking about is this is this is how you do superman for me because totally. I don't want to make it like this is the best thing, and if you don't like this, you like you like that other stuff. How dare you? No, this is just how I like it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we all like the fandom of Superman. They all can't be like, yeah, I that's that's cool. I like this one personally, or something. I mean, and I, we all can get along that I, way. I feel like Batman is the best example because I genuinely can't think of another character in popular fiction that has been interpreted in such a diverse range of styles mm -hmm. where it's like, you could be a fan of only Adam West Batman. You could be a fan of only, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the very serious Nolan trilogy. Christian Bale. Uh, yeah. But like... There's a huge spectrum and so many different interpretations where it's like, well, if you like Adam West Batman, you'll probably like ba Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold. I knew you were going to bring up Brave and the Bold. <laughs> yeah. If you like the <laughs> Nolan trilogy, you'll probably like the Batman. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it, but like, there's just so many incarnations and versions. If you like Lego Batman, you'll probably like Holy Musical Batman, which I don't think yeah. I mentioned in the musical episode, but that it's, <laughs> it's a fucking miracle. Everyone should watch Holy Musical Batman. It's, is it anything like Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? It's literally nothing like Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. It's a Star Aww. Kids musical. So uh, oh, it's okay. available for free <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. you know, a, a low budget, uh, like community theater kind of thing. Yeah. But like, my God, it is extremely my shit. Uh, I, the humor works for me completely. It's basically like, what if we were in 1966 Adam West Batman world? Uh, mm -hmm. but with like the Dark Knight Returns Batman <laughs> uh, yeah. where he's just like really like gritty really grim really serious yeah. uh, but in this like outlandish cartoony world uh, and it's just it's got so much fucking heart to it like it's well, so that... sweet it's good it's very funny can, can we just talk a little bit before we go to the last point can we just talk a little bit about that that aspect of I don't want to say small or big aspect of fandom, which mm. is having so loving something so much that you are okay with making fun of it. You know, because, the ability to not take something so seriously, I yeah, think, is a a healthy sign. I agree. That is a yeah, because now I and I used to I don't know how to put this because there is a and that's a this is a level. There's a levels to this because here's the thing. I think um, Miller and Lord do this phenomenally with their yeah. uh, content. Great that they track make. record. They have a – that's a that's the perfect way to put it. They have a great track record doing this multiple times yep. with source material where they uh, – you know they appreciate it. You know they love it. But at the same time, they're like, see, guys, this – is weird <laughs> this is dumb they did it with batman they did it with spider-man they did it with legos 
They did it with uh, Cotty with a Chance of Meatballs, which I love. Yep. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, him and haw about that. I no, think it's the a, first it's one is phenomenal. Good. And also was yeah. the important first step in Sony Pictures animation, tackling yeah. non-photorealistic animation in a meaningful way. It, yes. There's a direct line between that and Spider-Verse. Yeah, I I think... All, I think most, if not all, of their content is phenomenal because it hits exactly how I would want to make things. Mm. Um, like we talked about Spider-Verse before, of that is the type of level of animated action that I was like, this is what I wanted to make. This is what I aspired yeah. to make in college, and I didn't know I wanted to do it this way. I didn't know. I, I saw this in my head. I just didn't know how to do it yeah. because I, I'll admit I wasn't that talented. I, I was like, I, I was basic <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to do this level, but I know I liked it. And I know that's what a lot of people, including myself, wanted to see for a long time in terms of act like animated action, um, you know, in cartoons or movies or whatnot. It pushed it. It pushed it to another level mm -hmm. to where now, like I said, it's the same thing that, uh, what you call it, Arcane did. Arcane did the yep. same thing. It pushed it to another level of animated action where it's like, okay, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about you need to have your action on point um, to get to that, you know, to get to push it now. You yeah. can't just be like lazy anymore unless you're doing it on purpose for an art for an artful reason. But, you know, and that just excited me. That hyped me up like for a good reason. Um, I remember when I saw Arcane because I didn't think that much of Arcane because I was like, oh, League of Legends. Yeah, thing? fucking oh, League of Legends. Really? Yeah. Boy, let like, me I'll list all of my favorite League of Legends characters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm but here's the thing. I think a lot of people were like that. In fact, like yeah. most of the people I know and everybody was like, League of Legends, why would they make a thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, are, is it really that popular? And then you look at how popular it is. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, then why would they make something like this that actually feels like it has nothing to do with anything, but it actually has everything to do with anything. It's... But the marketing was on point. So and the story wasn't about the game. The story was about the story. Yeah and everything i i have listened to multiple people talk about it and people that played league of legends and they said this has nothing to do with the game and that's a good thing yeah it's yeah. just about the world and the world is what's interesting the game <laughs> sucks but it's so addicting so i'm glad they didn't make it about lanes or something like that they made it just about the world yeah because the world is interesting like imagine if they were doing like tongue-in-cheek references to like lanes and control points and cool down yeah, timers or if they shouted yeah. out like oh uh, this is just like and then they made like a sly reference to like a professional esports player like yeah. yeah i mean that doesn't work it doesn't work yeah. fortunately the and worst I'm, we were subjected to was an animated version of imagine dragons which was yeah not ideal but you know I mean, it's not ideal, but it's not the worst thing ever. <laughs> I was like, and they were only in there for like five seconds. And they just short. looked confused. <laughs> so at least they got it. But, you know, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we want to get excited about. We want to have hype, even if you have to temper it. But that stuff is, to me, that stuff is necessary. Because otherwise, I would never have watched 
Arcane. I, and I'm going to be completely no. 100% honest. I would never have watched Arcane if it wasn't for that kind of hype that was like, no, nah, man, these action scenes are phenomenal. And I'm like, really? Like, I did the whole, like, eye slant thing. I was like, hmm. Squint. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm glad I, I glad I took that chance and be like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's see. Let's see what's going on. Here's the other thing, and I think that like maybe this doesn't get talked about enough when it comes to the not origin, uh, like how fandoms are created. And mm-hmm. I think universally, this is true in almost every case, it is mm-hmm. a group of people who are chasing the dragon of something that was special to them once. And hoping that it will be special again, hoping that it will continue to give them what they mm. wanted. But almost all of these things come from a place of like, yeah, but the thing was special. Like, Arcane was not something that I had hype for in the release up to it. Like, I wouldn't qualify that. Mm. And what I have now isn't hype for a future season. It's like appreciation and anticipation. Like, I'm sure it will be good, but mm-hmm. it'll come when it comes. And when it does, I'll judge it based on its merits, not just mm-hmm. me chasing the dragon of something that I had before. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand because that is something like it's almost like a drug almost where it's like, oh, I need that high again of that. Uh, I mean, that's why I'm choosing that phrasing. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's it's almost that follow through of. I need my hype to go that high again, and then the follow through of it being like worth it. Mm-hmm. And like that to me, that is perfectly valid, but that goes right back to tempering, tempering your hype, tempering your expectations. Because I I will say that I do have hype for season two, but it's not the kind of hype that people talk about. It's more of the I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they come up with next. But at the same time, like you said, because I feel the same way of let them work i'm not i'm not in no hurry yeah i got time i'm when it comes out i will be excited to watch it but i got time but i got other stuff go, to watch man but if you find <laughs> gotta, the novelty twitter account about the person who's like i will draw a piece of fan art every day until arcane <laughs> season two comes out and then season two is only okay what's that going to do to that person <laughs> like it, oh well and that's the thing is I, I I'm I'm not mad at that person. I'm just sad about it. I'm sad yeah. about that person because they just they're not only did they I don't I don't think they wasted their time per se, but they're all, also all of that weight came, was on them. They it mm-hmm. felt like it was a their personal responsibility that if they didn't do this, somebody else was going like if they didn't do it nobody would Look, type thing novelty like, twitter okay, account making a, a a new piece of fan art every day for arcane season two i don't want to alarm you but if you don't <laughs> draw a piece of fan art every day until arcane season two comes out the sun won't rise anymore we're all counting on you or better yet they just won't make it personal hell but now you got promoted congratulations we're very proud of you this bit's gotten gotten weird (laughs) we're not paying you anything (laughs) anyway yeah i think i think there's a real thing to like you know um 
chasing after something. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the first Matrix was great. And I left the theater feeling amazing. Like, of course, I'm going to love whatever happens in the sequels. Like, that's just a given because I've already, like, Mm -hmm. given myself over to, to this thing. And yeah, I don't know. You know, sometimes well, it, it can yeah. be okay to be like, it's okay to be a fan of a person. It's okay to be a fan of a project, you know? Uh, but when you wrap it up into your identity, when you make it like something bigger, when you give it stakes, when it has to be good or else, I I feel like it's really let's, quickly turns into let's a Let's use thing. a, let's use, um, I'm going to use a different example for this because i don't want this i I want to go to the last point um because the last point is very important but this is my last example uh quote unquote real world example Mm. it's a sports example sports (laughs) Uh sports fandoms are fucking real oh boy and i'm a i'm a part of a couple Mm. Mm. so i am a hades tiger man myself (laughs) baseball is is coming back baby Oh, I know what you're talking about. Stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> you. Uh. Uh, I only anyway. dress up in the clothes of a fan because when the actual thing is happening, I'm like, oh, that's neat. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but hey, people are hype around me, which is a contact high is a thing. And yeah. hey, that's how you want to know why everybody is like slobbering at the mouth at concerts sometimes. Congratulations. Sure. You've experienced contact high, or you've experienced a real high. Depends on what concert you go to. <laughs> but anyway, um, this this particular example, and for anybody who watches basketball, because I'm a huge basketball fan, you'll know this example that happened a couple years ago with LeBron James, King James, him team hopping all over the place. Uh, my mom hates him because she calls him a big moose, but <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. Uh, I, I'm, I, but also I'm a fan, but not a huge, but not a fan with a capital F because I know he's a good player, but at the same time, he's whiny sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. But you know, everybody lost their minds when he went to LA, they lost it. How could he leave Cleveland after a win? How could he you betray me specifically? Yeah, exactly. How exactly. And it's not just him. People do that everywhere like with you know i'm just talking about the nba Mm -hmm. period but this happens with basketball i mean um football american football is nuts now i to a certain extent i am complicit because i also do not like tom brady and i'm glad he retired (laughs) uh because i just don't like the pats uh but at the same time i'm just i'm just letting you know yes that I, I am complicit in this nonsense. However, I do not bet on any of this kind of nonsense either. So I don't oh. put personal stakes and all that kind of stuff oh, on yeah, it either. That's a bad Now, mind thing you, that is a that is actually a a problem that people have. And it's an unfortunate problem. People do have a gambling issue, and sports gambling is a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you don't got no money <laughs> and you bet on it anyway. Yeah, don't do but, that. Yeah, please. Don't follow please. the example of Will Smith from Shark Life. Oh, you mean Shark, Shark Tale? Tale. 
DreamWorks greatest performance. <laughs> oh, I saw that in theaters too. It was great. It was a great experience. No, I'm dead serious. It was one of the best experience theater experiences I've ever had. Yeah. Um Oh yeah. Did I tell you about that story, man? Uh, I had to. Have. I think you did. Like it's ringing a bell. Yeah, I had to. I'll tell that one one day on one of the podcasts. Put send us an email if you want to, <laughs> if you want me to elaborate on my great and for just pennies a day you can hear Corey tell you about the time he went to see Shark Tale in theater. Yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. I've had I had some crazy theater experiences, man. It was it, and there. It, that's why I love the theater so much. I'm glad. I love it so much that I'm glad it's not going away. But at the same time, I'm glad it's changing because it needs to change because people are terrible. <laughs> so, uh, or they can be terrible, I should say. Yeah. But anyway, it's, yeah, it's crazy how like people can get with certain teams and sometimes like, and, and this, what's the funny thing about this is the sports industry knows this. The sports industry knows oh, how yeah. crazy people are and crazy sports fans are. Like in football, I was just talking with my sister about this. In football, they have a roster of the craziest teams, the craziest fans. And what do you know? It happens to be Eagles fans because they'll burn down their city if they win. <laughs> so, uh, uh, question. Uh, I know where the Eagles are from, but like... There, uh, Dave is listening to the podcast right now. Hey, Dave, I know for a fact that Dave doesn't know which which city is that. <laughs> it's Philly. I was it's gonna Philly. say that sounds like Philly. It <laughs> sounds like Philly. <laughs> That's so messed up. The greatest <laughs> sports chant of all time. We're from Philly. Fucking Philly. Everyone hates <laughs> us. We don't care. <laughs> I love Philly too. We it's just so came back great. from vacation there, but it's. But there's something else. There's something else over there. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. something else. Boston isn't. Boston sometimes isn't any better, though, because I love Boston too. Uh, my dad hates Boston. If we're speaking with basketball again, my dad hates the Celtics because that's what the team is called. I know it's pronounced Celtics, uh-huh. but the team is called Celtics. The Celtics. And yeah, so that's Boston for you. It's Boston. Boston. But anyway. Meanwhile, we're over here being like ghost stillers. Oh man, we said, man, ghost stillers. All right, all right. Snoop Dogg is right. <laughs> like <laughs> Snoop Dogg comes to our town all the time. Oh, by the way, if anybody is figuring it out, I live in Pittsburgh. But yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're both PA natives, so we get to talk shit about Philly. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, and I, I'll. I'll say I I I am not from Philly, but I will support the Sixers any day. So, uh, because that is technically the only PA NBA team <laughs> in <laughs> that we got here. Uh, yes, I know that I live rel- not. I'm, I don't want to say relative. I don't live relatively close anymore to Cleveland. My brother lives in Cleveland, though. You can take so, a day trip to my, Cleveland. Yeah, but um, my brother doesn't like sports really, though. But, um, yeah, but I know everybody's like Cleveland. Yes. But I'm like, eh, I like, I like the Sixers. Thank you very much. Yes. I know they don't win. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to leave. I mean, you can look, it could be worse. You could be a fan of the other Pittsburgh team, the pirates. (sighs) Hey, well, here's the thing. 
And this is where fandoms are fun, guys. Because now we're, we're getting into the last part of the last leg. This is where fandoms can be fun. This is a perfect segue. Because the pirates suck, but we know why they suck. And we know they suck, but we still go to games because they're fun. <laughs> we still go because the the tickets are cheaper. <laughs> uh. We just go and get drunk and eat horrible popcorn, stadium popcorn and just fool around and whatever. Yeah. It's just a good day out. It, 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 like, it's just a support of the Pittsburgh. It's just a support of Pittsburgh. If we want to get serious, we'll go watch the Pens. The Penguins, for anybody who's not from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. we'll just go watch the. We'll just go watch them. They're actually because if a we want to get serious, yeah, they're actually a they're a consistent team. Um, they're not doing so good this year, but they're at least consistent. But because uh, the Steelers aren't doing that good, but they're they haven't been doing good for a my, while. My brother does fantasy hockey, so I get to hear updates on how oh, Pooley yeah, already yeah. is doing. <laughs> yeah, every week. So your brother knows. Go your brother pool knows. party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm a bracket person, so when, uh, uh, what you call it, when um, Final Four comes around, that's when I start getting crazy, because I love college basketball. I invoke but, uh, pool party the way that Jason Mendoza shouts, Bortles! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's, what, that's my last point um, that we want to get into. Like, how can we better... We be better fans basically so you don't end up in the fandom zone because you don't want to go there how can we as and we're not speaking from a place of we know better than everybody else but in our experience of just mellowing out getting older uh being within you know certain uh you know different fandoms and how we interact with each other and how they interact with other fandoms and stuff like that because i mean if you know how bad it can be just look at star wars versus star trek people they're insane they're insane and i'm like why uh why pointless pointless yeah discourse like it doesn't go anywhere like all you're doing is saying i prefer one thing i prefer exactly so why but why so so but it's to me like yeah star wars versus star trek you know people arguing passionately about what makes one thing special versus another like i'm actually like kind of okay with it you're like if you're arguing the merits of media like cool that's media discussion hopefully you're coming from it like uh, being informed enough to actually have a, a meaningful opinion and you're not just being shitty shout yeah uh, yeah just shouting down people or something I, like that i'm going to point the finger let's just say that no one wants another rick and morty mcnugget sauce incident yeah like let's not do that again uh, let's just point fingers at a fandom and just be like don't do that that's the thing <laughs> like the starting point don't do that one <laughs> don't do this <laughs> uh you Good can idea. you can choose to be better <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um bad idea. I Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think that like what does it mean to be a good fan? And like I think it's it's kind of a similar question to like what does it mean to be a responsible citizen in society? <laughs> you know. What oh, does it's it, very similar. It, yeah. What what does it mean to be a good person? Like there's a lot of overlap between these questions and it gets philosophical real quick, but like the main thrust of it is like care about the people around you. Acknowledge other people's feelings. Don't invalidate other people's truth. 
have an open mind when it comes to differences. Uh, don't get swallowed up in the narcissism of small differences, which is a weird turn of phrase that I learned recently. But that's basically like we're two fans and we like exactly the same thing, except I think Obi-Wan is the best and you think that Yoda is the best. And now that means we're enemies, which is absurd. Is dumb. But yeah. like people will do that. They'll, do that. They'll, they'll yep. take people it too far. That. They'll get really personally invested in small ball shit. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't, you can choose not to be that person. Um, but also like have a sense of community, not gatekeeping, like have it be inclusive, not exclusive. When let's someone be, let's, says, well, I'm sorry. I was just going to say like, be, let's be a, like a community and not a bureaucracy. <laughs> let's yes. not turn this into a, you pay to play type situation. So I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to put that in there, but yeah, you can use. No, I think, I think that's very valid. I think there's a real genuine danger, not like, you know, literal danger, but like it is a real warning sign to me. If a fandom has elected, not elected leaders, but like representatives, people who they point to as authorities and like, Oh, you know? Yeah. And, and again, this is, I think, a phenomenon that's, like, pretty common in online spaces. Um, there, yeah. Like, my go-to example for, like, don't do that, there is an absolutely fucking wild story. And I encourage people to look up YouTube video essays that document uh, the Silent Hill fandom and Circumcision Ooh, I Gate. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I've heard this. Uh, and this was crazy. It, it was basically just, like... There was a mod of a Silent Hill wiki, I think, mm-hmm. uh, who had, you know, the smallest amount of power and authority possible by virtue of being a mod or whatever. Yeah. And started inserting his pet theory that, like, everything in, Sir- in Silent Hill was a, 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 a veiled metaphor for the trauma induced by circumcision. and it's just like okay this is a franchise that deals with like psychosexual horror that deals with like a lot of like stuff it's it's not a totally impossible read in some circumstances but like the lengths this guy went to absolutely Mm. are are mind-blowing and unacceptable like it's it's an unacceptable situation and it wasn't just him inserting himself into it it was him mm-hmm. getting into fights and banning people and like really like taking hold of the ship of this this wiki which you know yeah. is, is not the fandom but is so closely related to the fandom yeah, it's it's re- yeah if it's something that everybody refers to even anonymously then there's a problem yeah. if you're you know decide that no, I am the captain now. Exactly. I and, am and just going taking to go the wheel and forcibly yeah. changing yeah. it to his preferred course. <laughs> forcibly turning it. Um, Literally forcibly turning it. Yeah. Like, that's just wild shit. Why? Yeah. You don't want to be that person. Look at yourself. Look in the mirror and be like, do, do I want my emotional investment and happiness to be tied to... <laughs> what this tied to one thing people get like 
crazy about certain things. And I, un like I said, I keep going back to, I understand getting hype and excited about things yeah. and being like, especially when you find other people that you, that are excited about it as you. Totally. Like, this is why me and we geeked out. We have episodes of us geeking out about like Bloodborne and yeah. like shit like that. Like we we're both big fans. Under, under no circumstances time, do I want to make it sound like I'm saying that you shouldn't yeah. like things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, well, I I don't think you're I don't think you're saying that. Yeah. Like I don't think you're saying that, but I just want to clarify for anybody who yeah may get even the slightest thing. Now at the end of the day, people are gonna think what they're gonna think, but still, still, like I just want to say that to people is we get it. Like, even if we're not old men, they're like, oh, we've got 50 years on you, cowboys. <laughs> no, but still, we get it that, like, it's in the throes of what's going on right now, especially, you know, what's popular right now and everything. Like, things yeah. are just moved into the limelight of this was just like a subculture, like so many subcultures. Like, we haven't even gotten into, like... We haven't even done a podcast about anime. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Are you crazy? People are crazy. Those fandoms are too much. Yes, they're crazy. But also, I've met so many people, like huge anime fans. Huge anime fans. They know they know Jap they learn Japanese from playing anime games. Like that were imported directly from Japan mm -hmm, and stuff. Mm -hmm. Those types of people. And they, some of those people are generally the most cool, down-to-earth, loving people because they keep, in my opinion, they keep their fandom in check. They're like, no, I love this stuff. However, this, I mean, I got wife and kids type thing. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I got stuff to take care of and everything. And that's fine because then that keeps everything in check. And to me, that means you're a holistic person. You yeah. got all different types of things to you. You are not just one thing. I like for Disney, for example. Some people they love Disney a lot. Yeah. Where they have been to the park a hundred times. They dress up in the specific character. They go to the exact same. Uh, excuse me, the exact same spot and all this kind of stuff. They watch. They know their movies. They know their you know disney lore they know about their stuff they're probably going crazy right now because of the shakeup. but at the same time i'm like okay that's cool i'm that way too but i'm not to that level i know i i like disney i like disney stuff i love yeah like disney movies i i love disney princess movies i mean there's a lot of good I, ones I, I, oh man see now here's the thing i <laughs> I love a lot of them that a lot of people are like, really? Because I'll, I'll say it right now. I love Brave. Brave is one of my favorites. That, it's but, not a hot take. It's like. Yeah, that is kind of a hot. That is kind of a hot take there. That's one for me. That's one for me. Brave is Put like a, on the a room temperature glass of milk to me. <laughs> oh, well, that's what, but it, here's the thing. I hear that. I respect it. That is a valid opinion. Mm -hmm. That ain't me. <laughs> no no and i wouldn't take it away from yeah. you if i could and i i have no yeah. intention of trying to dissuade you but like yeah uh, oh no and it, i know it would be interesting I mean, we know this about it would be each interesting other, for us to watch it together and then to debate the merits like that's 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 yeah. where the situation is and and that's the thing is 
if you can't do that, because I think we've grown a lot, because we used to do that on the regular. Yeah, oh, and yeah. we would get heated about a lot of weird stuff on both ends. Like uh, Adam would do that, and then I would do that. And back in like thinking back, I'm like, man, we were. It's not just like he was acting like crazy. I was acting crazy too. What was I thinking? Like, what was I talking about? I couldn't even articulate what I was talking about or, you know, everything. It's just because I, I will admit this is putting myself out there. I was on that vibe level. The vibe level was on a scale that was not good. Mm -hmm. The fandom was not good back then. I was like, if I don't personally like this, it isn't good. And I, yeah, I had that. That mm. kind of an attitude back then. And I had to definitely curb that. Because um, I obviously still have that. And that's still a big part of my personality. But at the same time, I can definitely back up. If I truly like something, I can definitely start backing stuff up with, you know, actual criticisms and actual, yeah. like, things about things about things, you know. Things about things. <laughs> and I just talked about being articulate. And I have no idea <laughs> what I just <laughs> Look, there's stuff involved. We can all agree. Stuff and things. Um, here, here's like uh, another point for like how to be a responsible fan, how to be someone who engages sincerely and doesn't cause it to be poison. Uh, first mm -hmm. of all, like I think that you re really actually did kind of hit the nail on the head where it's like, like whatever you want, but be a complete person. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I think that's yeah actually like, pretty succinct when it comes to it uh but here's yeah. my other thing when talking about something that you like talk about and appreciate the thing that exists and not the thing that you want to exist mm. or not the thing that like you wish existed you know mm. if if it's about like that anticipation you know the hype cycle like, I get that. You really, you're chasing that dragon of like, oh, it's good to be so good. I'm going to come out of this, like, feeling great. Uh, you're you're being a fan of something that doesn't exist, of something mm -hmm. that you want to exist. When the thing happens, like, appreciate the thing that it is. Engage with it on that level. Don't yeah. wrap yourself up in what, <sighs> I don't know. See, now, I, now I'm second-guessing myself because it's like, are you right to think that Rise of Skywalker sucks because it doesn't hmm. live up to, you know, uh, potential or better, possibility? Like, better, yeah. Better I, example for you. Uh, this is very relevant and better example for you because while you were saying that is uh, The Rings of Power. That's out right now. Sure. Um. I think that is a great example of how people are feeling what we're talk what you're I think that's what you're trying to say of you know how how you should feel you know no about I'm, I'm gonna your... I'm gonna stick with what I was saying like what you, what I, you were saying where it's like you know I went into that with no expectations I did not hype myself up for it I didn't Mm -hmm. you know uh basically do anything in the lead up um and then when it came out i evaluated it on its own merits and i treated it like its own thing not like what i wanted it to be and not what i thought it could be and, and you're talking about the rings of power or sky or the rise of sky rings of power 
Um, okay, ring to power. And, yeah. and the conclusion that I came to was like, it was okay. It was fine. It wasn't as mm-hmm. bad as The Hobbit. Like, I did not like The Hobbit. I thought that this... The trilogy or just the first one? The trilogy. Like... The the whole... Oh, well, it wasn't even a trilogy, wasn't it? It was like four no, movies it, or it was it was It was or three. Was it, it was three movies. Yeah, it was three movies. Yeah, and they made which, extended editions of each of them, which absolutely here, boggles the mind. Here's the thing. And that's a good that's a good thing for a good example of how that is a I don't want to say a slippery slope, but that was something for me because that was the Hobbit was the only book that I read of sure. the Lord of the Rings thing, so I actually knew that, so I was excited when that came out. Yeah, because um, I was like, oh, they're making the Hobbit, and then they made three of them, and I was like, there ain't that much information in the Hobbit. No. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> And then, like, Legolas was in it, and I was like, what are you guys doing? And then I was like, but at the same time, that was an example of me going, oh, man, why, why? And then I was starting to think, I was like, why am I getting mad about this? Seriously. I got what I wanted out of the second movie, and that's just that's just me. Smog, I was like, that was the exciting part for me. I was like, sure. they built that up like crazy, and I was like, I'm glad that was a thing. Now, I wish they would have finished it because that was the basic finish, but no, they kept going. But at the same time, I'm, I pulled myself back and I'm pulling myself back right now and saying, really? Are we, are we really that invested in The Hobbit, the trilogy? Did, did Peter Jackson come to your house and stab you in the gut and said, you deserve this? Did he do that? Yeah. Then you you shouldn't feel that bad. Look, you should be like that was a thing. I liked some things about it. I did. I disliked many other things about it. It was a thing. I can move on. Yeah. It it's like I became an animator because of the Lord of the Rings in a very literal way. There is a direct path between me watching the Lord of the Rings and mm. me choosing this as a career. And if I can, oh, is this for this is for you. Yeah, this is you. Look, yeah, and so if I can look at the Hobbit trilogy and be just like, yeah, hugely disappointing, but also I'm going to evaluate what's there, and it's not meritless. There's like mm-hmm. some really good scenes. There's some really good casting. There's some really good performances, while also absolutely not being what I wanted. And now it can just I can just move on. Like it's it doesn't have to become part of my identity. Yeah. And and I just look at it because I see a lot of these things in for me, I always say if I just end up disliking something or, you know, what have you, I just say, yeah, that just wasn't worth it for me. Just wasn't worth it. If if it if the hype didn't live up to whatever, if the mm. expectations weren't there. About, excuse me. I don't really get like mad about it. I just like I just that didn't seem worth it to me for me. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, and I can just, it's easier to just be like, step away and be like, oh, okay, that, that was a thing. And yeah, um, I mean, your, your version of that might be the, the fairly wretched Percy Jackson movie. Oof. Or uh, for both of us, the, the last airbender. The, oh, uh, I mean, what a doozy. Uh, I saw that in theater too. Mm-mm. I saw that in theaters and you know, it, it was amazing to, I remember, but that was another theater experience that I will never forget because it was so funny and so disappointing on multiple levels at the same time. Yeah. Um, I will, 
one day we'll talk about movie theaters. Um, that is going to be a that was going to that's going to be an episode coming up because oh I got some stories to tell about <laughs> things about I'm I'm dead serious. It's no, so know. funny. It's I've heard so. Some of them. But uh, yeah, that was an experience too. But at the same level, it's like movie wise, I was like, I just sat back and I was like, this is a thing. This is what we've asked for. <laughs> this is what we. <laughs> this, this is, is not what we here. asked for. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, in the way that is exactly because I don't know, it was self-fulfilling prophecy and yet not because it's not what we wanted, but it's something that was unique, but it's not, but it wasn't, it wasn't good Mm -hmm. because I felt that I think it's really fascinating. And this ties into a future bad movies episode because bad movies are really excellent illustrations teaching teach yeah teaching teaching uh yeah uh there are so many disciplines that are involved in making a movie that Mm -hmm. all have to work together basically seamlessly and do work together basically seamlessly in the vast majority of movies even not very good ones like it's just like Mm -hmm. oh the foley works like the 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 mixing stuff, is pretty good. Yeah, like stuff is happening. Yeah, it's stuff is happening. Rhythm, basically. pacing, camera choice, mise en scène, like all that stuff. And yeah. when you get a like a truly dog shit movie, like your Last Airbender or uh, infamously for us uh, the Aragon movie, like those Ooh. are actually really incredible teaching tools because the connective tissue falls apart and you get to see the individual pieces and how they don't fit together. And you can learn a lot from that. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree with that because I used to tell my one of my best friends, Doug. We're bringing up Doug again. Hi, Doug. His little sister. Yeah, his little sister. Uh, and this was back in the day when it just came. Like it was. It's been out for like maybe a year or two or something. And she's like, I don't want to go see that. It looks dumb. I'm like, No, you need to see it. <laughs> you need to see how this is made because it looks like a no. It was a no brainer. Mm-hmm. This was a no-brainer. That's why it was to me. That's why the biggest reason why it was disappointing is this is a no-brainer, and yet it still failed spectacularly. Why? Yeah, you need to watch this, and, and the reasons you need for to watch it are, and see why. are multitudinous and yeah, there's incredible. so many reasons, and it, and it, it it had all of it. It had everything. It had the backing. It had the studio. It had the director. Yeah, but it's just. I, I did not have the director. I think that was their only movie that they've made. No, no, it was M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, we're talking about The Last Airbender. I thought we were talking about Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aragon Oh, no, still. not Aragon. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. not Aragon. Aragon is a different ch- story. But even then, it's a yeah. different story because it had the casting. And mm-hmm. no, why did that movie feel lifeless? It's like, yeah. let me tell you. And there are why answers. did that movie feel lifeless? Yep. Yeah. But yeah, th- 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 I don't want to make it about that. I want to make it about why... Like the fandoms are allowed to exist in a way that we're, we can sit back and be like, oh, we collectively like all this stuff, but we don't like everything the same because we're people. We're different people. We are not the Stepford wives. (laughs) We are, we are people, but that's to me, that is the strongest point of being in a fandom is we're emphasizing the community, the community, mm-hmm. the camaraderie. We have so much camaraderie is 
is literally why I'm in some like some of the stuff because we care enough about the material that we can make fun of ourselves for liking the material, um, for liking the game, for adamantly one hundred percent non um, non ironically liking something. You're allowed to do that, people. You're allowed to do. I that. think that's a great key to like responsible fandom is sincerity. Like, yes, say what you mean, believe the things that you say. Like, yeah, and as long as it's not like negatively charged and i'm not talking negative prison i'm talking negative as in putting people down being that guy or that person or Mm. we don't want to do that we don't i i am adamant about being the opposite of that and one that's not my personality anyway um i feel bad whenever i give criticism (laughs) (laughs) and i used to be a teacher too but like i I feel bad about that. I feel bad about, you know, exercising my, like, you know, authority on filmmaking sometimes, whatever that means. Like, I used to have arguments, and by arguments, I used to not like talking to people about, you know, Twilight, looping back to that. Uh When that was really popular, I had some people around me sometimes that loved Twilight. I'm talking loved it. Oh, yeah. And I, I was like, oh, man good but uh, it's not good for me i had to learn to say it's not good for me because the only one i enjoy is the last one and only because 90 percent of that movie is fighting <laughs> and i was like wow it took you all this time to get to that cool stuff <laughs> all right but i i get it people i don't think it's a very good love story or anything like that i think the holes are crazy and i think the characters all are great all, all are lame I just think they're all lame. They're they're not good. They're not good people. That's the thing. They're not good people. But at the same time, I get it because it's a very cheesy, teeny romance. It is very CW. And I'm like, people love that. It's why it's why Riverdale exists. It's why it's why this kind of stuff exists. And I, unironically, I, I keep looking at Riverdale and being like, someday I'm gonna watch that and just be like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? <laughs> I have watched a couple. I have watched a little bit of it. And I'm like, as being a fan of the Archie comics, like the original ones, because I used to actually read them. Uh Like, I used to read the Archie comics all the time. I actually loved them. But, um, so I was like, they made a Riverdale thing about, and then I watched it. I was like, why y'all doing this? Like, why why y'all doing this? But then I thought about it and I was like, I know exactly why they're doing this. I want to be deeply perplexed while watching the show. I mean, it's the same reason why they were going to make a live-action Powerpuff Girls uh Deeply show, perplexing. CW. But they canceled that, luckily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the same reason why I saw, like, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff while they were making that show, the Powerpuff Girls, like, pilot or whatever. And I was like, this is not what you want. This, this is not what I would want this to be if it was live-action. However, I was like, wait a minute, they're not aiming at me. They're aiming at a different fandom entirely. Yeah. They don't even this that fandom doesn't even care about like necessarily like the icon iconography or something like that. They care about the drama. Because that's what it is. It's it's a fandom about the CW drama. And sure. you know what? That's fine. Because it can work in a in a way. I watch The Flash. Okay. I like it up until a certain but, point. But, but yeah. But 
it was canceled yeah. because no one actually wanted it. Oh, so yeah, nobody actually wanted it, so it was. So I, I don't know you how valid right, that perspective canceled. is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's. I just feel that I take that perspective with a lot of stuff, though, not just yeah. those things, but a lot of things. But yeah, so all in all, uh, here uh, the last things I want to talk about um, being responsible members yeah. of the fandom. Uh, we talked a lot about like tolerance and like approaching things with a level head and in good faith. Also, the counteract of that: be vocal about gatekeepers. Fuck off! Like, do not yes. do not welcome them. Uh, don't yes. accept bad faith arguments. If someone is yes. just trying to stir the pot or start some shit or Please trying don't. to uh, exclude or harm or uh, uh, be shitty to anyone. Like, and you'll know who they are. Yeah. You'll know who they are because those people are always vocal they're about it. They're very vocal. They're all they're very loud. You point them out and you say, "No, we're not doing this." Yeah. You can get out. You can you can start your own fandom over there. We ain't going to be violent to you, but you can definitely start your fandom over there yeah. by yourself. You'll probably find other people just like you and then you all hate each other. But no, we're not going to do this here. Here we're going to have a good time because that's what fandom actually is. Having a good time with like-minded people. Yeah. If you're not having a good time, then you, you're having a bad time. And nobody wants to have a bad time. Despite popular belief, nobody wants to have a bad time talking about the stuff that they love or the stuff that they don't like or whatever. Nobody wants to do that. So instead of being, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, Instead of being mad, why don't you just get glad? Type thing. <laughs> like right. it's 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 kind of like that argument, but at the same time, I'm not going to shy away from that. That is that is definitely what I'm saying. Is like I'm saying this more is why, that like the yeah. behavior that you choose to tolerate does define you. And mm -hmm. if you are a Star Wars fandom, and you're I don't know why I'm picking on Star Wars again. If you're a Star Wars no, it's, fandom it's a big one. and it's a big one. you're uh, tolerating people getting mad that there's a black person in Star Wars. First of all, you, you like this is either a bad <laughs> space or you need to, to shut that shit down. Like, and I don't Honestly, want to like put responsibility on individuals, but like recognize that that's a problem. Recognize no, that I, that shouldn't I'm gonna be back welcome. you up. I'm going to back you up on that. I would put the res a little bit of responsibility on the individuals because you're a part of this. Mm -hmm. You should care that people are having a good time in your in your group, in your community. Yeah. You should care about that. So you should weed out people that aren't that are creating a bad time. Yeah. Or just even talk to people. Why what's what's wrong? Are you what's what's happening? Oh, this person is harassing me over there. I'm I I understand that I like a certain thing, but they they're I'm like oh we ain't gonna have that. That's what I would do. I'm like we're not gonna have that, and I would yeah. go have some words with that person. I, I will back you up. It's if you care about your community, and I'm not saying police your community because that is just another form of gatekeeping. It I'm saying be mindful. We're going we're circling back to being a good person. Be mindful of people's feelings. Yeah. Say. This is an inclusive place where we want people to have a good time with the stuff that they like. Yeah. Especially online. It's easy to be that that person online. That's especially, that's where, in my opinion, that's where it's needed a lot more. 
because it's harder to talk shit and face to face with somebody than online. Yeah. Like I said, this is why like I, I will forever crack up when I was listening to some of these guys on YouTube and they're in they're a part of the uh they're a part of the FGC fighting game community. Yeah. Um and they're very very wide. It's starting to grow again because there are actually good fighting games out there that are coming out. But they're these are some old heads. Like they're like our age or a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we remember back in, you know, the arcade days where you had to pay money to do that. People didn't talk shit that much back then. Why? Because yeah, you talked enough shit and somebody was going to either punch you or stab you. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh man, like that guy just whipped out a knife and stabbed that guy in the gut and then he just ran away and he was crying and stuff." It's like, "Oh, that was that shit was crazy." <laughs> it's cuz like, he kept yeah. doing shoryukens over and over and over <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. wouldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah, just constant DPing. No. Yeah. We're we're not going to do he that. He just kept doing the down crouch kick forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that was, you're speaking my I'll language. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> oh, okay, podcast over. That's, that's enough. Okay, that, that was good. That was funny. Good stuff. So I hope that we uh, oh, yeah. uh, did an adequate job of touching, touching on this. On, yeah. Yeah, that it's it's definitely a it's definitely a thing, guys. But yeah. y- y- we can we can make this community of media better. Yeah, guys, we can make it better. And and so much of this stuff is interconnected, and so much of it just boils down to like be a decent person, care about other people, and you you know uh, 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 have in kindness words, and empathy. About, care about other people as much. Or more, preferably, as you care about the fan fandom that you're in. Yeah, fan that you, the media that you are a fan. All of. communities are just people, and you need yeah. to treat them like people. Like treat them like just people. Be decent, even if you don't, even if you disagree. I know that's hard. I yeah, know that's yeah. hard. But you, I disagree with him all the time. I disagree with Adam all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know. I still love him. He's crazy sometimes, but I still <laughs> love him. <laughs> uh, this has been Halftone Takes. Uh, we're going to round out uh, this with just our usual contact information. I have been Adam mm-hmm. Cherry. I'm an animator and game design. Blah, blah. Gonna drop a marker there. That's like the only marker of the episode, which is great. I've been Adam Bucheri. I'm an animator and game designer. You cannot follow me on Twitter, <laughs> which I'm like totally cool with. Uh, but you can that's find fine. my tabletop games at Boo Cherry. That's Boo like ghost, cherry like fruit. Dot itch. Dot io. Okay. And I have been Corey Revis. I am an illustrator and comic creator. Uh, you can find me not on Twitter either because I'm not really doing that much, doing that thing anymore. Uh, by the way, I only posted like two things and they were like four letter, (laughs) like, like, I mean, four word (laughs) sentences. So it doesn't even matter, but you can find me on Instagram, uh, at E A R T H U R underscore one. That's earther one. I am on Instagram and, uh, possibly I might start a Twitch. 
or YouTube. So, so I might stream. I might. Exciting. I very well might do it. I might do it. Don't threaten me with a good I, time. I might. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions for an episode topic, you can send us an email at halftonetakes at gmail.com. And if you've enjoyed listening, please give us a rating or review on iTunes, Podcast Addict, or wherever else podcasts are rated. Yep. Give us a thumbs up or whatever they say you can, you should do. So, <laughs> you know, do the do. Do the do. Do the do. So anyway, um, yeah, that was a good talk. Yeah. That was a good chat. So... Uh, join us next time for the next one. I have no idea what we're talking about, but it should be a good one. So, oh, it's going to be yeah. our best episode ever, <laughs> yeah. guaranteed. And then it'll, and then it's all downhill from there. If it's not so. the best episode ever, then you can fucking shoot me. <laughs> I was about to say that you can fucking shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself really emotionally wrapped up in the success of the next episode. <laughs> I'll see you later, man. Okay, gotta go. I gotta get going. Yes, I love you, buddy. Bye-bye. Okay, I love you. (laughs) Bye-bye.